Welcome, welcome, welcome to the week two wrap up. It's a little later in the week. It's going to be Wednesday. This should be out Wednesday afternoon of the Talk Me Out of It podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Mike Gian. I am joined by my co-host, Alan. What happened with the Eagles this weekend? Foreman, Alan, how's it going? I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. that's how i feel uh the two biggest dickheads (laughs) in the world and they're living in your house (laughs) he's not gonna throw up oh shit he actually threw up up. yeah that's how (laughs) that's how i feel uh the eagles i mean to be fair though like the eagles losing uh, is just like a a microcosm of 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 the hurt uh, that you felt on sunday but let's go ahead and just talk about the eagles um yeah, that was. I didn't get to watch the game, um, but I just saw from the ticker because I had them involved in a couple parlays. Um, but just, just kind of give your synopsis, Alan. Uh, missed opportunities. Uh, simple as that. Two words: missed opportunities. Um, couldn't capitalize. We dominated the first half. We walked up and down the field and shot ourselves in the foot. Couldn't score. Um, we had a field goal blocked. Um, you know, things happen. Um, Hertz drops a beautiful 91-yard pass to Quez Watkins from R3 to their six, and we can't score. Allows them to drive 97 yards down the field the opposite way, take the lead going into halftime, and we couldn't recover from there. It was a wrap from that moment. Um, we'll still get better. Obviously, it's growing pains in the new offense. Uh, our coach has to call better plays in certain situations. Like I, I get it. You want to try to surprise the defense, but... We're not running a Philly special on fourth and goal if you really want a touchdown. Um, I thought that was – it's just that's just not – it was frustrating, you know. I had it worked. Oh, cool. Philly special 2.0. You're, you look like another hero. But still, it, it wasn't what we needed. Um, our offense was gelling all game. And then you, you, you call that to think it's going to give us a spark, and it didn't. Uh, yeah, just missed opportunities. Defense lapsed a couple of times. We had a, a few opportunities at a fumble. Um, end up having unnecessary roughness penalties called to give the uh, 49ers the ball back. And whether, regardless if they called it or not, who knows how the outcome would have came out. But there was literally a clear as day delay a game penalty on the 49ers with about two minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth. And we would have got the ball back. Like, I mean, Mike, like I counted to five before the ref threw a penalty flag and allowed them to hike the ball like <laughs> i was like the, the clock is at zero i was like it's at zero one two three four and then they hiked the ball and i was like how, how like the eagle sideline is jumping and pointing the defense is jumping and pointing and then they still let them hike the ball and run the play so our defense is expecting a flag they're not focused because they're jumping pointing at the shot like you know at the shot clock the play clock <laughs> And the refs just ignored it and let the 49ers end up getting a first down and it pretty much iced the game from there. Um, but yeah, it was stupid. It was stupid. It was a rough game to watch um, from our offense perspective. Our defense looked good the entire first half, fell apart in the second half because we kept them on the field too long. And that, that's going to happen regardless of how good your defense is. But uh, we're on to the Cowboys. It's Cowboy week. I hate them. Uh, we need a big dub. If we don't get a dub this week, our start's looking gloom because right after Dallas, we got KC coming to town. Andy Reid's coming home. 
and I'm sure he's going to be wired in and focused on, on putting in the hurt on us. So we got to focus on Dallas, get a big dub, and, and hopefully get this train back on track. Yeah, and that was, um, that was brutal because I kept looking at my phone, and it's like, first and goal with the seven. I was like, okay, great. Five minutes pass. San Francisco balls. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, this is a very good. I can. I'm just going to let everybody listening know that this is going to be a very bipolar podcast because this is one of the craziest weekends I think we've experienced. Um, not just as gamblers, but as sports fans. And so we wanted this. We're going to start kind of on a down, uh, a downtrend. But now we're going to take it back for a little. This is going to be like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, by the way, Alan, uh, real quick. Uh, favorite Quentin Tar- uh, Quentin Tarantino movie? Oh shit! Uh, <clears throat> Why do you put me on the spot like that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're both film we're we're both kind of film nerds too. So I just wanted to just real quick uh, favorite Pulp Fiction. Okay, that's what uh, I was gonna say yeah. too. Between that, honestly, you know, I like Django. <laughs> just because it's kind of it's kind of edgy and racist, and I just basically like. <laughs> <laughs> and I just Samuel L. Jackson is by far my favorite character in there. <laughs> yeah, like I just like when he when he go hard and he start he come up in the house and he start blasting everybody at the end. <laughs> and I just like, um, you know, my name is Django. The D is silent, and I'm like, <laughs> and <laughs> the um and the uh, uh with uh, um. You know, honorable mention to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, the fact that, that he can make a movie that good on like a, like a, like a, you know, bubblegum budget, yeah. like seventeen dollars or something they put into that movie. Um, Reservoir Dogs was great. Um, Inglorious Bastards. Solid. So now film. we got to yeah. So now we got to take it back a little bit because um, not sure if many people know this, but um, basically, like a lot of the are kind of like core group of of of, of sports friends. Uh, we all went to NAU, and we all got there in various ways. Um, I was a transfer at a, at a very young age. I actually celebrated my 30th birthday, or no, 28th birthday, um, the day I moved there uh, for the summer, and approximately six days before I actually met Alan. And um, Alan started there as a freshman, and so we have this, um, so we've all spent some time. Alan graduated from there. I spent one semester got tired of the cold and being around um just just being around college just wasn't for me and so i got the fuck out of there um but the one thing that always stuck with me having gone to nau is there was this this arrogance i never heard it from asu fans but u of a fans who haven't had a lot to cheer about as far as their football team is concerned quite frankly hasn't had a lot to to um root about for the for the basketball team either. I think their last championship appearance was, was Oh nine, maybe Oh one for sure, but Oh nine. And they and they lost them both. Um, but anytime the, the NAU would, would play U of a, they would always get something. And I would hear about it from certain fans like, Oh, look, we beat you 73. Okay. Let's just get to this. You, NAU is an FCS school. They, I actually found out this weekend that they actually pay the U of A actually pays NAU to come down or to have U of A football come up um, to play against them and get their asses kicked. Um, but it hasn't been a very good start for the U of A Wildcats now, has it? Um, 
and so I was a little disappointed Friday night. I couldn't find a line, but then Saturday morning, they uh, Caesar Sportsbook had a line, and they had the NAU at plus twenty six and a half, and the money line was plus fifteen hundred. So I said, yeah. Let's give it a shot. It's probably not going to happen. They should cover the spread because U of A has been such a dumpster fire. Uh, but my God, was that satisfying? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it <laughs> <laughs> first time in since nineteen thirty six. Like even my grandparents were 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 infants at the time that that NAU last beat the U of A. Like they they. They don't even have a re- like who. What is what is NAU's claim to fame? Andy Reid, I think, is probably the 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 cl- only thing I can really think of as far as like they've had a few guys that have played in the pros, but Andy Reid kind of cut his teeth as a coach there, and that's it. Like people don't go to NAU to 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 take their school, but people actually go to the U of A. We can, I mean, they've been running commercials here in Tucson um, about you know. They had Teddy uh, Teddy Bruski was in uh, there. Uh, I think there was another player I can't think of. Ron Gradkowski, Nick Foles wasn't there. I mean, they have at least six Super Bowl uh, six Super Bowls that I can think of that they have, um, you know, in their back. And they lost to NAU. They lost to a tiny school in a tiny town. And I and it was the greatest thing. It, like I didn't win a lot. It's, and it, not to mention, it's the biggest bet. I think the one before that, ironically enough, was Rob Gronkowski uh, scoring the first uh, touchdown in the Super Bowl at fourteen to one. But Alan, um, just take me through that because it didn't look good at first. It looked like it was going to happen. What we expected to happen happened, but then all of a sudden it changes. Talk me through your uh, perspective on that. Uh, well, I didn't really watch the game because I, I I found it. I found the stream. But then it kicked me out of it after watching it for like 15 minutes. So I didn't get to see uh, too much of it, uh, which was whack. I don't know why they made it. It's NAU. Who, why, why, do I, why, why do you care if I want to watch it? I, you know, let me watch it. But whatever. we'll discuss these networks and their greediness later. But uh, <laughs> from what I saw, <laughs> honestly, it just NAU came out with a lot of passion. And um, they wanted to prove a point. I... Uh, and it started off rough. I believe they went down 10-0. But they just kept working, man. They just kept working and grinding, sticking to their brand of football. And U of A being the dumpster fire that they are, um, they fell apart. And NAU capitalized. Uh, obviously almost gave it up late. But held strong for that two-point conversion to give us uh, give us jacks that hope. Uh, man, and it was... It was good. Like just to see the final score was exhilarating. Um, just being an NAU uh, grad alum, as they would say, it was just it was just nice to see a monumental win for for my school. And uh, and yeah, it, it it's U of A, so it's not like we beat some some macho mighty school. But I'm still gonna take my talents up to Tucson and just trash talk everybody that I can. <laughs> and let them know that they are still winless because of NAU, and you could try again this weekend. Like they're they're really starting to dive into Louisiana Mud Dog. Uh, what was it, what was the full name of that school from the Water Boy? It was Louisiana Mud Dogs. Yeah, 
or South Louisiana Mud Dogs or some some weird name. That they're because this was supposed to be their layup. This was supposed to be like, all right, we've lost 14, 13 games in a row. It's got to end this week. And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna basically be like they should just start all um, stocking up on Jack Daniels and just start getting hammered because that's probably the only way they're gonna enjoy this season. Uh, but my God, it's like, have you seen uh, There Will Be Blood? No, I don't believe so. Okay, that's another another Oscar. That's a Daniel Day Lewis film. But it's, um, I'll send you the link, uh, and I'll and and I'll send you the link to kind of the ending. You don't have to watch the whole movie to, or you, the ending won't give away what happens. Um, but I'll 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 send that for you in context. Um, great performance from Daniel Day Lewis. Um, but yeah, like just just taking pleasure in other people's pain. Like that's really what sports betting is for me. <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. By the way, Alan, also uh, less than 33,000 in attendance and they, they can hold easily hold 60. Like that's how much even the fans are like, fuck this team. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right. And now that's the that's where that's where and, and from a from a financial from a fiscal standpoint. I was really glad I won that bet because then we get into the next day and we have Alan. It, it's a, ta- it's two different tales. Like this is where we really get into like a Pulp Fiction esque kind of thing because we have the tale of Alan who literally just got his, got his balls kicked in. And then there's me where it was like, it was okay, but it could have been so much better, but just heartbreak after heartbreak, but nothing I can say is going to top what Alan has to say. So Alan, Go ahead and, and and give them the uh, give everybody the the lowdown on on just how brutal brutal and cruel your sports betting uh, results ended up being on Sunday. Damn, you're gonna make me relive this on the podcast. This is this why you asked me how I was feeling, so you knew if I was gonna be broken or not. Still sad. Okay, here it is, people. Out of five leg. Same game parlay. I'll go over the dubs. Okay, this is this is everything that I needed to happen. This was this was a clean. It felt like the cleanest layup of my life. Tom Brady over two and a half touchdown passes. He finished with five. Matt Ryan over one and a half touchdown passes. He finished with two or three. Doesn't matter. He got over. Matt Ryan to throw for over two hundred eighty-three yards. I knew it was going to be a blowout, so there's going to have to throw the ball. That's the layup. Mike Evans to score a touchdown at any point. I figured he didn't score in week one. He's got to score in week two. And then here it is. Rob Gronkowski, 39 and a half yards receiving. And I lost. Rob Gronkowski finished the game with four catches and 39 yards. The heartbreak. The devastation, the pain that I felt sinking. I felt like my heart was the Titanic and it sunk to my stomach and it, it, it was just lost. I was hurt. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't even care that the Eagles had lost at that point. The Eagles loss was a, a distant memory. It was just the pain knowing that I was a yard away. Like Rob Gronkowski is six foot seven. If he just falls forward, I'm, I'm good. But they just didn't throw him the ball the rest of the game. Like, that's that's just first half stats. 
he didn't get another catch for the rest of the game. I thought for sure. Like in the first half, this bet was a lock because everything was happening. And it happened so fast. And it didn't, Mike. It didn't. And it sucks. That's a bad beat. And you know what we do here on the Talk Me Out of It podcast? We cry. We complain. We rant to our lovely fans. All six of you. And then (laughs) we get back on the horse. And we make these bets happen again. And that's what we're going to do this weekend. Absolutely. So, yeah. And that was. And I think you had other ones where parlays didn't come through. and, And just the Eagles who should have won that game by 10 points easily. Um, that was that was rough. So it's hard for me. So now we're kind of up on the uptrend a little bit. Uh, this day was, like I said, it wasn't horrible. I still came out ahead. But just the brutality of how I lost these games and everything I had to endure to get there. So we'll start with the, with the most egregious one. I had a two-team teaser that involved the Patriots and the Seahawks basically teased them down to minus a half point or or plus half a point. I think it was plus half a point. So all they have to do is win by a point and they do it. Patriots take care of business. Um, I actually did a, one of my good friends who's also into sports betting said, Hey, take the the jets under. That was a lock after, after halftime. Uh, I think the under was 18 and a half. They, I think they scored nine. Um, so that was a wrap. Then the Seahawks. I'm feeling that the Seahawks one is a wrap too because it's like, what did we say it was, Alan? It was 30. 11 minutes left. Yeah, 30 11. to 16. Mm-hmm. 30 to 16 with 11 minutes to go in in Seattle. That's the key part that just frustrates the hell out of me is that it, you're in Seattle. You have an incredibly you know boisterous, loud fan base that should be making it impossible for the Titans to even – you know, get sync up properly to get plays off and, and you fucking blow it and you blow it in the most infuriating way. And you have a chance to, you almost lose the game on a, on a safety. I still kind of think that was a safety. Did you watch the end of that game at all, Alan? Yeah, I watched, uh, the the, overtime. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That felt like that felt like a safety. Like it was almost like a technicality that kept it from not being a safety. And you give them great field position and yeah. So, so, and then while all this is happening, then I have another parlay with Pats and the Cardinals and that one's starting to kill me. So at one point I finally have to do a a hedge parlay because I'm just, I'm, I'm not feeling the vibe right now of, I had the Titans at plus money and the Vikings in a parlay. So that way I could win either way, but ideally I want to win the teaser because there's a lot more money on the line with the teaser than I have with these parlays. And, you know, so I get lucky with, so I, I salvaged something thanks to uh, Minnesota uh, missing that, missing the, uh, missing that 37 yarder um, to keep the, you know, the Cardinals undefeated. Um, but I lost there. Uh, it was just so losing. So, so missing out on, on, on a big chunk of change there. 
Um, and then the one that I thought wasn't a slam dunk, I had parlays with uh, Arizona and the Chiefs. And is it me or do the Chiefs just look bored? Just talk me out of that. <laughs> I wish I could. I don't. I don't I, the Chiefs just. I feel like their defense is so iffy. Like it's just when they want to show up, they can dominate. But then when they just they don't choose to do it all the time. Like you got a pick six, a second interception. Ooh. Yeah, pick six is second interceptions and everything. Like you could to give the offense the advantage, and they just were like, nah, not yet. And then you get key stops to allow your offense to score a touchdown. But then in the most crucial part of the game, you you lay down and you fold. I I don't understand the Chiefs sometimes. Like as great as they are, they are the most frustrating great team in the NFL because. There's no reason they shouldn't be winning by 21 point plus points a game. But yet they just be keeping everybody in. And I I, I really don't understand it. I, it's it's a mind. I think it's because I, I don't know if it's true if that's bored. But, like, they just, like, even even at the end, like, like uh, another podcast, a popular podcast that I listened to was talking about it. Like, like, Patrick Mahomes didn't even seem like he gave a shit that they had to go down the field. And then the first play... He throws like a twenty-five yard pass. They get themselves in in perfect position. Um, this was another spot where I had to hedge, and I, I got the. I ended up getting the Ravens. I think it was like middle of the third quarter. I got them at plus five hundred to hedge for to hedge my um, my parlays, and like somehow. So I ended up like I said, it was one of those days where I, I was. Because of of how fortunate I got to get good odds in a lot of in a lot of key spots, like I was able to to salvage it. But this could have been like a a, a watershed weekend. And I mean, do we know anyone that has Clyde Edwards Alaire on their um, on their fantasy teams? Because I think he's about to end up on the waiver wire. Um, I just don't get why you have like an unstoppable force and an immovable object in, in Tyree kill and, and Travis Kelsey um, at your disposal. Like, why not just like, are you getting picked on a, on a four, on a four yard slant to Kelsey ever? Nah, nah, mate. It's not happening. Like you don't that. So like they, they obviously have some holes in there, but honestly, I just think they're like, they have such confidence and I don't really think they give a shit. (laughs) It's like yeah, whatever. Like we're gonna we're gonna win. We have enough easy games uh, that we can we can get through. And if we lose a couple here and there, like yeah, just run up. If you have you're gonna run, you know. I think that's the thing about the Ravens is that they have um, they just they know their strengths and and they stick to their strengths. And it was just one of those situations where um, their strength is in their run game, and that's ex- and they just exploited the Chiefs' weakness. Um, so yeah, and then of course yesterday uh, was feeling good. Um, was hope I had the um, I had the Lions at plus eleven and a half, and all they needed to do was a touchdown, to give me a back to give me a nice little uh, backdoor cover, and the only person that got backdoor covered was me. So that was that was fun. That was a nice way to end it. But um, so that's kind of like the downside to it. Um, but just out of fun, I'm gonna I'm, I'm sending Alan a message right now. He has not seen this before, and uh, 
had a nice little fun thing. I think you'll be surprised when you see this. Um, I'm so nervous. Oh my god, here it is. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, was looking last night, just going through the sports books to see how I was doing, and I saw that the uh, this, the San Diego Padres this, were up. Uh, f- this is real. It's <laughs> real. San Diego Padres were up four to one against the Giants, who are two wins away, at the time, three wins away from a hundred hundred uh, game uh, win season. And I figured, eh, plus six twenty five. Let's take a little sprinkle on it. And I p- placed the bet, and I went to sleep. And hey. They went six to five. So I actually won a baseball bet, Alan. Congratulations, <laughs> my guy. You love you love to see it because if we can timestamp going back in the in the past to find the podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna post that. <laughs> oh go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, you're good. That's just that's what I'll say. Because I remember very vividly. That wasn't that long ago. That was opening week, I think. Yeah, it was opening day that that happened. And now all the teachers union is is probably banned me for life. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day I'll have I'll have children and they'll go to school and I'm say I'm sorry your your children are, are blackballed from public school, and I'll be like what the fuck and then they'll play that clip back to me. It's like my god. It's like oh. Looks like I'm homeschooling you, son. Anyways, so that was so that's kind of you can see that it was a very uh, topsy turvy uh, weekend. So now let's get to the actual wrap up, and I'm just gonna pose some questions to Alan, and and you know kind of in the style that we're normally used to seeing. We just had to kind of that's kind of like our we should call it like like sports betting therapy. Like that should be like the very first segment that we have on this show. But now let's get into kind of what happened. Um, the Raiders are good, Alan. Talk me out of it. Raiders are good. Uh, that that's that's my statement. Raiders look good. They feel good. You know, who would have thought coming into the season, we would assume the Chargers and Chiefs would be leading this division. But here the Chargers and Chiefs are both one and one, and the Raiders and Broncos are both two and zero. Oh. It's a it's a great start for the uh for the East up there. Whether the East whether the West. Or the West. Or the West. Or the West. I'm I'm foolish. It's the, the East is the Patriots and the Dolphins and then um the Jets and them. Uh, we gotta talk about them Jets, dogs. Zach Wilson threw four picks. I am out here being a huge advocate for him. He's making me look stupid. Um <laughs> <laughs> So so let me so I'll throw but, this out to you real quick. So uh or I'm sorry, go on. let's let's focus on the <laughs> But no, the Raiders are looking good, man. Um Huge win over the Steelers. Um, even bigger Monday night football win uh, last week against Baltimore. Um, yeah, dude, the Raiders are playing good Good football. Derek Carr, uh, I believe, is leading the league in passing yards right now. Um, I even try to weapons. I even try to snatch him up in fantasy, but somebody got him before me. It's all good. I didn't really need him. When I and ironically... Um, sorry, I just wanted to throw this out. Ironically, the the only person, the only like key player that they've that they've added to their roster, that's you know kind of kind of been a thorn on them is Alex Leatherwood. Um, you know, especially even in that Monday night game where he had that key uh, false start when they were on the one to, to ice the game in overtime. Um, but they got weapons. Their defense has has been really good. 
Um, and who knows? Maybe they're making some money. On, maybe they're walking into, uh, see, what would be the closest casino to their stadium? Uh, probably like the Mandalay Bay and just um, just racking up those overs and, and cashing in there. Who knows? Um, the Seahawks are, 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 are worrisome right now. Uh, Alan, talk me out of it. The Seahawks, man, Coach Coach Carroll tripping, dog. Coach Coach Pete, what what is he on? Is he smoking some? Is he, is he high? Why would he come out and say, basically, this that that loss was on Russell Wilson? Like, did you did you hear that? Did you read that article? See that comment? I did not hear that, but yeah, he uh, he must be getting some of uh, some of he, Seattle's finest. He said something. Oh, let me see. What did he say? You get the exact quote here. And I'm not talking about Starbucks coffee either. Um. Yeah, from what I saw in that game, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with Russell Wilson, and had basically everything to do with, like, you have one job to do. Yeah, I, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, Alan. You have one job to do with the Tennessee Titans. No, I mean you're up fourteen. It, it was, he was saying basically in overtime, uh, just to paraphrase, that Russell had to play better. Um, he said he. Because that one drive was he was zero for two, and then took the sack, and they they punted. And he instead of coming out and saying, uh, you know, we fell apart as a team, he basically just and like basically just said like Russell fell apart as a quarterback and didn't lead us properly. Um, but boy, he was up fourteen at home in the fourth, and you lost. Like that ain't all on Russell. That's on you. You are the coach. You are paid to lead the troops, and you did not do so. You did not play, you know, you put your team in that situation. I think it's just going gonna, gonna to ruffle some feathers. Um, I think that was a huge and loss. Not just for me, but. <laughs> but, like, but, 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 you, help me elaborate on that, Alan. Like, what is the one job that you have to do if you're going to beat the Tennessee Titans? Stop Derrick Henry. That's it. Who else are you worried about on that team except maybe Brown? I mean, Julio kind of popped off, but I'm not. That, that's just one game, so we're not going to get too too crazy about it at the moment. But but it's not like Tannehill's going to be trying to throw, you know, 50 times a game in any of these when you have Derrick Henry. You literally, and maybe it's just that hard. And and, and I hate credit being critical because um, I sure as hell can't, can't play out there, but um, – it just seems like, and maybe that's just it. Maybe Derrick Henry just had a, a really shitty week one, and literally there's nothing you can do to stop um, stop him. So AFC South is definitely wide open. I have no idea what to do with that. Um, next one, Tyrod Taylor has to be the unluckiest NFL player, maybe save for Alex Smith in the 21st century. Alan, talk me out of it. Tyrod, man, this man had a job in Cleveland, lost it to Baker, had a job in L.A. with the Chargers, had a doctor puncture his lung, lost it to Herbert, goes down to Houston, wins the starting job, balls out, and now is hurt and out for multiple weeks. It don't. That's a bad beat. <laughs> like, 
that's just constantly living in a dark shadow of just something someone not wanting you to succeed and that's that's wild but and i think he played okay in buffalo when he was there for yeah yeah it's not like he played terrible in buffalo either it's just jeez man give this man a break like he's working (laughs) so hard to 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 do what he loves to do and it just seems like at every corner he gets it gets clipped and it's wild i'm rooting for tyrod i really am um I don't know. I, I believe it's actually not Tyrod. It's Tyrod. It's like Tyrod. Yeah. yeah Tyrod. Still, still fuck it up. Um, but I'm rooting for him, man. I, I, I'm i wishing him a speedy recovery. I'm hoping he can come back and get his job back. Um, there were rumors that Deshaun Watson could have started this Thursday and played, but they, they didn't. Uh, so they're going with some guy. I have no clue who he is. I think his name is like Davis Mills, which is weird because that's basically like two last names. Um. So, needless to say, I picked up the Carolina Panthers defense to to wax this kid. And fantasy, there's my my fantasy advice for the week going forward. <laughs> but uh, and, yeah. um, no, oh, I, ju- I just I just I just just to wrap it up, I just I, I want him to succeed, and I just feel bad for him. I do too. Um, second unluckiest, uh, I guess, star player. <laughs> Um, in the NFL 21st century, Carson Wentz talked me out of that. Boy sprained both ankles. How you do that? How are you walking? I just feel like that's just constant pain. Aaron Donald did give him a good wrap up. His his feet got tangled. But still, man, that's it's rough. Uh, they they still no status if he's playing this week. I hope he does. Um, but yeah, no, that's just it's not a it's not a good start and a and a new spot for for Mr. Carson. And uh I, I, I truly hope he can turn it around. He still is. Carson, my man is blessed Wentz. Carson, walk it to him, Wentz. Um We still still love him. And uh we're wishing nothing for the best for him. But uh oh and two start and a couple of ankle sprains isn't a good way to kick off your season with a new squad. And the last one I'm going to throw out to you, Alan, is uh, the Jets need to sign a veteran QB somewhere before they destroy the, before they st- destroy Zach Wilson's confidence. Talk me out of it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to destroy his confidence, uh, but I think he needs a vet. A quality vet in his ear to you know help him along. Um, the Jets are just a bad organization in general. Um, so being a rookie quarterback there, hearing all the noise, all the the scrutiny, like it, it's it, it's gonna wear and tear. But if you have a quality vet that's been there, has heard it all, has seen it all, and can just give you advice, that's that's all he's gonna need. Uh, right now, I just feel like he's on his own. He's on an island, and he, he he's sinking. That four interceptions against the Patriots was rough. Um, that's a bad team to play in just your second ever start. Yeah, you know that's Bi- a bad coach to be against. You, you know, Bills. Bill had everything schemed up perfectly to cause this kid trouble all day. We even saw it on the sideline. He was smirking and smiling like Bill knew what he was doing. He he, he knew what he was doing. But <clears throat> yeah, man, it was just a tough tough outing. Um, hopefully, he turns it around. Oh. 
Like their backup is a 26 year old named Mike White, who was a fifth round draft draft pick in Dallas, and I don't even know if he's ever even played in a game. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Like you couldn't get you. You're telling me they couldn't get Gardner Minshew or or Cam Newton or just somebody that can at least manage the game. Um, who else is available right now? Let's see free. Let's see free agent quarterbacks. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look here. Um, that doesn't help. Like you could tell me they can't get Nick Foles. They couldn't just pick him up off of waivers. Like it's obvious he's if he's a third stringer. Like you couldn't give up like a fourth like a third round pick for him. Um, you know, just just somebody, just just give give, give this man a break. Uh, who was the guy that? Um, that that the that the that the Eagles paid like like twelve thousand a week to just stay at home. What's his name? Josh McCown. Yeah, you can't get him to just come up and spend some time. Like maybe he just doesn't want to go to New York. Maybe nobody wants to go to New York. Maybe that's it. Like Brian Hoyer, you couldn't have. Well, I guess they're not going to trade in their same division. But yeah, like that's that's just. I feel bad for him. Like I don't want to trash him because he's young and it's like, and that's why I think. I think we talked about it last in our first season where like players in the top five of the draft should just be able to choose what team they want to go to and that's kind of how how i wanted to wrap up this uh this section of the podcast just talking about what i feel is like probably the best like win-win kind of trade and that would be uh stafford and uh stafford for golf um is it kind of would you say it's like a butterfly effect moment, Alan? If if they had made that trade for Goff for Stafford maybe two seasons ago, uh, I'm going to say yes. Um, and and who knows what how that would have been different, especially in that um, if you have somebody that can that can throw the ball really well um, and and be really dynamic against a um, a team like like the Patriots um, in that Super Bowl. Uh, talk me out of it. Uh yeah, I mean I I think we we briefly talked about this off off the air, but I a couple of years ago this trade would have never happened because golf was still playing at a decently high level with LA. Um, they were building a team around him at that time, and once they built the team around him and gave him the great defense that he had, and he still was unable to perform, is when they decided to move on ultimately and good at Matthew Stafford. Um. But if somehow, some way, this trade would have happened year, a couple years ago, yeah, it, it. I believe the Rams were were more than capable of knocking off the Bucks uh, to get a championship, and it, more than capable of beating the Chiefs, and maybe even stopping the Chiefs from getting one. Um, but it, 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 I don't, I don't think it would have happened at any other point in time than it did now. Um, it's still working out. Looks like solely, decently well for both teams. Golf is not playing terrible football in Detroit. Um, he's keeping them in games at times. He's making good throws. And Stafford is just living his best life in L.A., hitting deep bombs, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Robert Woods, and Daryl Henderson, all his weapons, having a great time on offense and then having a stud defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and all them boys out there who are just putting the hurt on people. Um. It Stafford won the deal right now, um, but there's no not saying golf won't have a great uh, season this year with Detroit, but 
the Rams got the better of the end so far. And uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, and I think it just speaks to, like, how important, like, just a match, like, like how everything has to mesh well um, in order to to find success in, in professional sports, not just in the NFL, but just professional sports in general. Like, you look at, like, the Ravens. Like, they have, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he stepped in for, for Joe Flacco, and they've basically built their entire offense around what their strengths are. Um, and then, you know, look at the Chiefs who, you know, everyone basically slept on Patrick Mahomes probably because he was at a school that didn't do very well and he didn't have like he wasn't, you know, the super high recruit. Now you look at him, he's the he's the highest paid quarterback in the game. Um, so I, I think it just shows a lot like just how important um, a fit has to be and how everything has to mesh together if you're going to have success um, in this in this game. Um and then the last, I guess I thought that would be the last thing, but one more thing I'll throw out. Um, the Chargers are in trouble uh, after this last week, um, you know, barely coming through in the, against uh, Washington, um, who we aren't entirely sure are good or not, and then struggling to find the end zone against the Cowboys. Um, they're in trouble. Talk me out of it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit the panic button yet, but they need to get it together. Um, they got to figure out the red zone problems, execute. They got Kansas City this week. So if they can't get in the red zone, this game's going to get ugly real quick. Um, but as we can see, Casey's defense, uh, if you get in the red zone against Kansas City, you're guaranteed the score. Um, they are defensively in the red zone are allowing 100% of touchdowns every single time a team has touched the red zone. That is ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? That is stupid. <laughs> that is that is god awful. How are you even considered the best team with that stat line? But if you can get there, it's basically a layup to score. And if you're going against a team that is literally giving up a touchdown every single time when you're within the 20-yard line and you cannot score, then there's something wrong with your team. And then that's when we're going to hit the panic button uh, on the Chargers and Marcus and Colson will agree. I, I feel like they wouldn't have any any doubts or quarrel or any ill will against me for saying that. It's, it's facts. If you, you cannot score against a team that is giving up touchdowns, like it's it's I don't even know. Like it's, it's Christmas in a very rich white neighborhood. Facts. It's Halloween in in a gated community. You know, you're getting the king size candy bars. Like they're <laughs> like. You got to figure it out, and this is the perfect week to do so. If you can't do it, then then you gotta you gotta do some soul searching. Yeah, and um, so that'll be that's one game I have my eye on. Uh, we're gonna hold off on on, on making any picks um, for any of the Sunday games. What we are gonna just uh, look at the the Thursday night game. Uh, we got the uh, as we talked about the Panthers and the Texans. Right now, the Panthers are uh, minus eight point favorites. Uh, over under is 43 and the money line on the Panthers is minus 400 and I don't know what the fuck to do with this game. <laughs> I really don't. Um, like I want to bet that like, cause the Panthers obviously, you know, took care of business against the saints. I don't know what the fuck happened with the saints. Uh, plus eight. I mean, has this quarterback that's starting, has he even made a start in the NFL before? For the Texans, the Texans, the Davis guy, 
the two two last name guy i don't i don't believe so <laughs> i you know sam darnold is serviceable it seems like he's he you know the the adam gase um curse is, has been lifted it definitely wasn't darnold and and i mean just from an organizational standpoint we're seeing what's happening with zach wilson um definitely not his fault he seems to have a, a good home there I don't know if what I would do with this game uh, as far as are there any like same game parlays that you might throw together, Alan? I can't. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of the only thing I can really think of is if you were to com- take if you were to take the Panthers. Um, let me see what you do. If we were to take the Panthers. And the, the Panthers at minus six and a half, and oh, not, we don't want that one. And see, Christian uh, Christian McCaffrey to score two or more touchdowns in the game, you get plus two twenty five odds on that same game parlay. Uh, talk me out of it. Anything with CMC right now, probably the the, the safe bet. Um, let's see. So Carolina Panthers minus five and a half. So they'll win by six or more and Christian McCaffrey to score two TDs. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take that. I would. Yeah, I would take that. That's that seems that seems fairly safe. And if we want to see if we let's see if we can up it a little bit. Let's take let's combine that with let's make it. Let's see if we go three. If we were to do Texans total points under. Let's call it. 17 and a half. Now we're up to plus 360. I don't see how the Texans are going to score if they don't have, a, you know, a season quarterback. Unless, you know, we get this could be a thing where this guy's like, you know, the next um, Colin Kaepernick comes off the bench and just starts balling out. But I don't see it. So I think that's I think that's the way we get, we're going to go with this one. What do you think, Alan? Yeah, I'm 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 with you. OK, so the. Same game parlay we're going with is the Panthers minus five and a half. Christian McCaffrey to score two or more touchdowns and that Texas will score less than 17 and a half points. I think that looks good to me. Um, Alan, anything else you want to talk about before we uh, before we head out of here? No, I think I'm good. Um, yeah, now I'm just going to. I'm glad we wrapped up last week so I can move on. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week, this Sunday, uh, this Monday, actually, you know. Sunday and Monday, yeah, you got two, yeah, two big games. Uh, or or a, big, a big Sunday and then the probably the – well, you've said it before. Like, this is, this is like your Super Bowl. If you can win these two games, then it's a successful season. Yeah, we could beat the Cowboys and Chiefs back-to-back. What a life we live. Go 3-1. and one. We're, we're confident for the rest of the year. Um, nah, I'm just excited, man. I'm looking forward to our our next pod to go over week three matchups, bets, parlays, our locks, upsets. You know, that's that's one of my faves. Um, this week was was painful, um, but it's all good. We bounce back. That's what we do, and uh, I'm excited to get back after it. Yeah, me too. Um, so thank you again for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, one more thing before we go, Alan. Um. You got the tip. I believe training camp for NBA started. Yeah, it starts uh, next this, week. Starts next week. A okay. week, a so week we from are, a week from today. So we are about a month away. So 
Uh, right now, it's basically strictly football. Um, but in a month, we'll have a full slate. We'll have our uh, wild card Wednesdays. We're going to have our two team Tuesdays. Probably even do wild card Wednesdays if we get a decent and, Thursday night game and, to stack up a parlay. And if the Phillies make the playoffs, we get an October rush for baseball. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so lots of lots of action going. This is we'll we'll be we'll be hitting it in stride. Um, but let us know uh, if there's anything else you want to talk want want us to talk about. As always, reach out to us on Instagram. Um, if you're in Arizona and you are a, a an avid sports better and you want to join us on our private Snapchat page, we changed the name. It's no longer um, named after a sports book. It's just it's just our little group. If you want to throw out bets, um, lots of fun, lots of shit talking, especially against the Arizona Wildcats. Um, yeah, so that'll be it'll be a lot of fun there. Um, yeah, thank you for listening, and we will see you on Friday with the full slate of our th- week three preview. Have a good rest of the uh, middle of the week, everybody. Peace.